Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so excited to let you know that our brand new book, Simple Money, Rich Life, is finally out. Yes, and if you enjoy the podcast, we think you're gonna love it. And if you like hearing our friendly voices, then you should grab the audio book on Audible. And if you don't, then just grab the paperback, grab the Kindle. (laughs) And if you do grab a copy, we want to hear from you. So send us a message on Instagram or send us an email and let us know what you think. Yeah. And again, the name is Simple Money Rich Life, and you can grab your copy anywhere books are sold. Anywhere. Pretty much any place that sells books, they (laughs) should have it. Today, we are talking about six totally illogical things that poor people do that keep them in poverty. Admittedly, I think neither of us have been poor by our definition? Do you feel like Probably. you've ever been I mean, I poor? feel like I was poor out of my own fault, maybe. Yeah, but we weren't like raised poor. I think we very much were both middle class, yeah. not, wouldn't say lower class or anything right. like that. And, and so, yeah, we were never homeless or anything like that. Yeah, haven't had to deal with that. So this article is actually written by someone else. So we're kind of commenting on this, in which it, it's just really insightful. It's interesting to me. Really, to me, the writer of this seems to be using poor pretty loosely in the term of, or in Broke. the idea idea of yeah i just you just Uh, don't have any money like you're just not feeling on top of the world because i tend to think of them as two different things but it seems like she's using them kind of as synonyms so Mm -hmm. with that in mind we'll just kind of go through these because i think there's lessons here that are relevant to everyone all right number one on our list is we buy stuff that we don't need and can't afford because being poor is embarrassing (laughs) i I kind of think that this is really funny but also because it's true i mean well yeah she goes on to say poor people have pride we don't like being poor and many (laughs) of us are a lot smarter than other people think so being broke all the time is embarrassing I agree with that. I, I agree with it, too. Because I was I, definitely embarrassed yeah. at my broke points, and I didn't want anyone to know. And it's like, and it's so funny, because it kind of was the opposite. Because I think at my lowest income point, where I felt the most broke, I felt like I was flexing a lot and trying to show off something <laughs> that wasn't there. And on the other so, hand, I remember, you know... The richest we've been. Some of our, like, biggest income years, uh-huh. I was driving that stinking old bubble Taurus and that you paid a thousand dollars for you know and it's like it wasn't my dream car by any means but there was kind of something satisfying about people making an assumption because i was driving this really old car (laughs) that wasn't accurate it's like our income was really good at that point but yeah and i think our house was paid off too yeah like it was kind of like the opposite of flexing i think (laughs) a lot of people in america in our society would if they were living in a paid off house making the amount of money that we were making they'd be buying a bigger house and buying a brand new really expensive car you know overextending themselves but also that's not how we roll yeah it's just funny but yeah i i think this is definitely true you buy stuff you don't need because being poor so it's like you go out to dinner and every (laughs) it's so funny it's like you go out to dinner and everybody's like let's split the bill and you're like all i ordered was a water and i don't want to pay for everyone's appetizers drinks desserts entrees i just got a side salad (laughs) but then you don't you're too embarrassed to say anything so you just do it yeah or even worse you just are like i'm going all in 
if I'm here and spending the money, I might as well just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. Number two. Get the money, spend the money. <laughs> Sadly, it's true. The faster we get the money, the faster we spend it. Yeah. And it's not always spent on bills or food. This was sadly true with me. I would get paid and immediately be like, yes. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do now? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I mean, I would too. pretty much spend my entire paycheck the first week that I got it. I got paid every two weeks, and I would pretty much spend the first week was just me just blowing through that paycheck <laughs> as quick as I could. I mean, I'd like to shop. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but it definitely kept me in that position of just being Yeah, you're not getting ahead broke. when you're doing that. No, I right? wasn't. No, not yeah. at all. All right, so number three is we put immediate happiness above the future. Yeah, short-term thinking. Short-term thinking. Do I need this? No. Do I want it? Yes. I'll so, get it. Yeah, she says this. When you're poor, you take every opportunity to find happiness, even when it's short-lived, Ooh. and it means you can't add to savings, you're going to struggle to pay the bills before they're due, or you don't have enough to get gas money for the rest of the month. See, it's a completely emotion-based. I think this is really interesting because you're trying to fulfill a thrill or something in you because it's almost like, well, I better spend it now because it's not going to be there for long. You know, mm, I better yeah. I better make myself happy now because I don't have any money anyway. So, Well, yeah, it reminds right? me of just how I thought in college. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, honestly, so many of the dumb pop songs it's like live for the night because this is all that matters like blow all your money on tonight because tonight is the only thing that matters don't even think about tomorrow which is (laughs) i mean i guess we're 40 now you're 41 we're old now we're old now but we have a perspective that we didn't have when we were 19 yeah you know when it's like it's just so silly tomorrow comes tomorrow comes it's always there Number four, there's no emergency fund. So what if there's an emergency? What if, what if the car breaks down? What if the roof needs you repaired? What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, it puts you in a tricky position. But I mean, if you're doing all these other things, you know, you're spending your money as soon as it comes in, you're just digging a hole deeper and deeper because <laughs> you get paid again and you're like, I better buy something fun for myself because if I don't, like I'm going to have to spend it on the new roof. It It is funny as an adult that I, I hate spending money when things break like that. It's like, I would have loved to have spent <laughs> that money on something so much more fun than yeah, a roof. I know. That I really don't care much about until it's not working. And then I really care a lot about yeah. it, you know? Yeah, I agree. But then after you get a fix, you never think about it again. Yep. But then you're like, there goes, well, I don't even know how much a yeah, roof costs right now. Yeah, but when you don't now. have an emergency <laughs> fund, what that means is that you're defaulting to the credit card. Yeah. And what that means is that you're now buying that roof and paying interest on it for 10 years or something. You know what I mean? So you're paying way more on the roof. And it just, yeah, it's a vicious cycle that just makes it worse and worse. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why focusing on getting an emergency fund built is a good, good smart Mm -hmm. move. Number five, where did all the money go? Mm. Someone, someone stole my credit card. Someone Uh, hacked my account. There is no way I spent this much eating out last month. There is no Uh way. That happened. Yeah. It is surprising how fast money goes. We talked somewhere, someone talked about it one time that we were both listening to where they said there's statistics done on when you hand cash to a cashier, your body goes, ooh, just a little bit. Like there's this this subconscious thing in your mind that goes, "That, that is my money leaving my possession, right? Like that's money going out. And then with a check, 
you write a check and it's a little bit less. And then with a credit card, it's even less. And I mean, just yeah. swiping that card, you barely feel it. I, honestly, I don't really feel it when I'm swiping the card. The only reason I know is because I'm paying attention when it's been spent. We have a yeah. budget and we have to reconcile the budget. But swiping that card, I just, I'm kind of like, what? Yeah, go ahead swipe my yeah. card yeah and the fact is i mean that's pretty much how it has to be living a cash only life mm -hmm. is an uphill battle yeah and i know some people are doing it like every time we do a class there's always a couple who are managing to spend everything in cash but mm -hmm. it's like the, we, you, could, we couldn't it's do an it uphill i don't think we could like do it, it's yeah. not gonna last yeah so point is is that we have to learn how to do it with mm -hmm. cards and yeah, so even if it's a debit attention. card like we still have to learn how to do it and how to right overcome that difficulty that we're all dealing with mm -hmm. of not being able to use cash and feel that you know mm -hmm. well yeah and it's even worse for me because my three-year-old is the one that swipes our card <laughs> <laughs> he really likes to pay and that makes it so cute and it's so cute so then i want him to pay for more stuff I'm just kidding. Linda is a sucker for our three-year-old. <laughs> I really am. He's so cute. He's pretty cute, though. All right. Number six. We don't ask for help. I mean, I think that this has so much to do with this component of we think we should know, even though we're never the taught. Shame. And we feel guilty for making... Yeah. And embarrassed and shameful. So we just never ask for help. And we just keep... The cycle just keeps going because we don't know what to do to get out of it. Yeah. For some reason, everyone thinks that they should know how to manage their money when they were never taught how yep. to manage their money. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's shocking. Yeah, I think it's similar to the fact that, and I feel like this has changed a little bit, but for a long time, by some people, it was looked down upon if you said that you were going to a counselor or you said you yes. were going marriage to a marriage counselor, counselor oh, or like a therapist. <laughs> right. It's like, oh man, what kind of problems do you have? You know? Yeah. And I don't think it's like that Newsflash, anymore. But, we all have problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, some of our courses, like I've noticed that some people are not even comfortable telling others that they signed up are for a course? financial oh, course because they think that it's an admission of something and in which and again i think that's that you changing must be really well. bad with your money if yeah. you're you know taking a and the fact course. is i think most of our students actually aren't in a bad position but they're just ones who are doing fine but they just want to do better yeah and and i love that we definitely have students who well, are a mess and but. you think about a lot of people in education the person taking a cooking class probably already know some stuff and they just want to get better, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's really true. Most of the people that are trying to get more education is because they know enough to know that they don't know enough. Yep. You know? Yep. As you learn, you realize, oh, there's more holes in my understanding, mm -hmm. you know, which you didn't see at the very beginning. Right. So that's a powerful thing. But even if you know nothing, you know that you, you need help. It's like... It's always better to ask for help. Ask for until, help. Until, yeah. Just start learning. And who you cares? Know? Like, what happens? Who's going to say anything? What are they going to say? That's going to really be that big of a deal, you know? I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it's because you need to ask the right person. Yeah. I mean, you can ask people, but also just be buying books on the topic, mm -hmm. taking courses Listening on the topic, to the listening to podcasts about it, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, summing all this up, let's go through each of these real quick. So yeah. number one, we buy stuff we don't need and can't mm -hmm. afford because being poor is embarrassing. Okay. So lesson learned, work to not care what other people think yeah. and not be embarrassed by it so that you don't buy stuff to impress people you don't care about. Yeah. And like right? a little shift on that is it's actually not embarrassing to be paying attention to the, your finances and know what your limits are. Oh, yeah. That's actually really savvy. So 100%. if anybody wants to tell you that it's embarrassing, you just be like, actually, I'm much smarter than you because I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. 
And so these six points, these are six totally illogical things that poor people are doing. So as we kind of point the counterpoint here, we know this is obvious and you know this is obvious. Right. So number two is get the money, spend the money. Okay. Lesson, don't, don't, do don't, that. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, right? You got to put boundaries in place and you have to put automatic boundaries in yep. place so that you don't do that. Automate whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Automate savings, automate giving, automate as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Number three, we put immediate happiness above the future. Right. Like all of these, I think the answer is just don't do that. Just don't know? do it. Understand that it, there's going to be a tomorrow. And, and I mean, our tip for that would be give yourself some immediate happiness money. Make yeah, an allowance build that for into the it. budget. Right. But not all of it. But just not all right? of it. Yeah. Make some of it for tomorrow, right? The future. Mm-hmm. Number four, there's no emergency fund. And so if you're doing that, if some of it's going for tomorrow, the first tomorrow should be for your emergency fund. There you Start go. Start building that up. Number five, where did all the money go? Start tracking your money. Mm-hmm. Pay, attention. Pay attention. Write down every single thing that you spend in a given week. You will learn so much about yourself. You'll be able to spot some problems, identify them, or use other tools to track your spending. Number six, we don't ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for ask help. Ask for help. Send us a message. We're happy to help any way we can. Join one of our courses, you know, and buy the book, Simple Money Rich Life. All of it will help you, I promise. But yeah, but that's it. So if you have any other totally illogical things that poor or broke people do, let us know. Send them on over. Send us a DM on Instagram. Send us an email. Bob at Seed Time. I'd love to hear from you. Or Linda at Seed Time, right? That's your email address? Linda at Seed Time. Yep. Linda L-I-N-D-A, not the Y-N-D-A. L-I-N-D-A. And leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast grow and helps more people find it and everything. So if you have a minute. Yeah. And in general, as you're listening to the podcast, like if you're subscribed and whatever, like Anyone that you're listening to, share it with a friend. Let them know, you know, pass along the love. Yeah, tell them if they're illogical and they need to. I don't know know if this is one that a lot of people are going to share. I don't think they're going to share. Hey, I got something for you to listen to right now. But the other ones that are maybe a little bit more share worthy. People need help everywhere. I know, but anyway. All right. All right. Have a great day. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.